Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! This is the moment you all have been waiting for! It's time for the global sensation, the one, the only, the undisputed heavyweight podcast in the world, the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. And now, here's Paul Kramer, your host. The Australian cross-laminated timber and glue-laminated timber market is about to gain a new manufacturing entrant. Following in the footsteps of Xlam, Timberlink has announced that it is going to build a CLT-GLT plant in Tarpuna in South Australia. On today's podcast, Ian Tyson, who's the CEO of Timberlink, speaks to us about how the journey is going, what to expect, and how you can engage with Timberlink with their next timber initiative being launched at the moment and we will give you some details and insights into what they're planning to do. Please enjoy my conversation with Ian Tyson from Timberlink. Welcome to the Mass Timber Construction Podcast. Uh, it is a great privilege to have um, Ian from Timberlink on the show today. It has been uh, a couple of months since I've been able to get Ian to commit some time. Uh, he's been a very, very busy man. In fact, the last image I saw of Ian was him breaking ground with a very, very new shovel, which I'm sure had never been used on a construction site previously. Um, Ian, welcome to the show. Please give our listeners a little bit of a background as to who you are, where you've come from, and what your position is at Timberlink. Yeah, thanks, Paul, and thanks for the opportunity to have a chat to you and to your listeners. Um, it's great to get the message out about uh, Mass Timber and, and a privilege to be able to talk about Timberlink and what we're doing. Uh, so just a little bit about me. Uh, so I've been uh, at Timberlink since the beginning of Timberlink from when the business was purchased from the receiver. Um, uh, prior to Guns um, owning it. Um, and uh, so I've been the CEO and executive director for a bit over nine years. Uh, it's been a great ride, lots of investment, uh, lots of business building that's happened. Uh, prior to that, I was with the Cardhole Harvey Group, uh, looking after their sales and marketing across their portfolio of businesses. Um, and of course, they'd introduced me into the wonderful world of engineered products through their LVL business. And prior to that, I've worked in companies like CSR, Borrell, Smorgan, um, and I've had a couple of major stints in retail on the merchant side, uh, heading up trade-based buying groups and uh, and um, so on. So um, an interesting, diverse background, but all around construction and building materials of one form or another. So uh, this really is a culmination of great opportunity. You know, we're an integrated forest to customer business, um, which has really stood us in good stead to be able to invest, to bring returns back to the forest, but also to be able to create a a modern 21st century manufacturing business with a stability of supply backing it and uh, and a great customer base to take our products into market. And that's been a great privilege to be able to turn this business into something that can be pretty special and, and leverage off those unique advantages that it has. 
And the changes in the timber industry specifically within Australia have been quite remarkable at the time that Timberlink was uh, born and, and your establishment in the leadership position there. We had significant changes through engineered products, but mainly at a domestic level, um, LVL replacing um, F-17 hardwood for different purposes, lintels, cords, subfloor systems. And you always had the structural sort of timber framing solutions as well with your softwood milling operations. This next venture into mass timber construction with Next Timber is, a, is a certainly a significant leap. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about the genesis of moving into the mass timber space? Yeah, sure, Paul. And I suppose the first thing Timberlink had to do was to get its quality of its assets in great shape um, and also to increase its productive output. You know, we had forests that had capacity to provide more fibre, uh, which is a unique position. And uh, so not only did we want to increase the volume through the business, we wanted to increase its modern manufacturing capabilities and we had the support of the forest to be able to do that. But there comes a point when you really say that what you want to do is to add the most amount of value you can to that structural uh, product. You know, um, you know, we're blessed to have um, timber as a product that's got a diverse range of applications and and an enormous amount of properties that are attached to it that I think are now much better understood than they were, uh, you know, in my early days in the timber industry. And so as we've looked at, you know, where do we go to next? The answer is add more value, you know, get into new markets, expand the horizon, use the benefits of this unique, sustainable carbon storing resource. And globally, of course, the world has now awoken to the benefits of timber. And so the question for us is, well, what's our part to play in that? And uh, we said, well, look, we're an integrated long-term business. We have a long-term sustainable market position. Uh, we have a commitment to, you know, our forest resource over as a generational style of business. So that's a perfect profile for us to be able to consider things that are different from just making stick timber for house framing. And so, uh, you know, I've done some work at Carter Holt with a number of other people looking at this category some years ago. It was a bit early uh, and a bit too high risk, uh, probably 13, 14 years ago. Uh, but, you know, it's always whetted my appetite. You know, I've always thought there's, there's going to be a place for somebody, you know, we saw Heinz successfully into the market and we really thought that was a great move for Australian industry. We thought at some point there's going to be a space for a second player and when's the right timing and when's the right timing for us. Uh, and so as we've increased our productive capacity, particularly at our Tarpina mill, which has a source of really good quality stiff fibre, that's sustainable, renewable, and, and largely is coming out of our own plantation estate. Um, as we've expanded that capacity, we said, well, you know, we've got a resource that suits. Uh, we've got a capacity and capability to turn that into new products and new solutions for the market. And the market is moving in a way that these new solutions are being sought and starting to become really understood what they'll offer. So we believe there was a place for us um, it's a long cycle investment. You know, we started looking at this four years ago in our business. So, uh, you know, and it's still a little way to go. But, um, you know, if you don't start somewhere, you're never going to get there. So, you know, we stepped out in faith a couple of years ago, having done a lot of work, um, put a capital proposal to our board. Um, they're very supportive of us being an innovative style of business. 
getting into those new markets, using the natural advantages of timber, adding value to the forest resource and the manufacturing process, and finding new markets and new opportunities to grow and build capability in it. So it's a, it's a complex conundrum, but but simply at the heart of it, it's about adding the most amount of value you can to nature. And, and uh, you know, we feel an obligation, but also a sense of excitement as we bring these new products to market. Brilliant. And the equipment that you've chosen, we all know that if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you'll know we had Christian Calasso on the podcast yeah. probably yeah. February this year. Um, so we know Calasso equipment is coming. Um, can you just confirm it will be CLT and GLT at the Tarpuna plant? Yes, absolutely. Uh, th- that was one of the early decisions we made as we did the review. We said that as we modelled the market, we understood that um, the, the end customer is looking for both solutions and how do you make it simple for them to source both solutions uh, and high quality solutions, one set of understanding of design, of engineering, of support, of service, of delivery. And we said, well, look, the only way of doing that is having an integrated plant. You know, you, having them in different locations or doing them at different times adds complexity for your customer and we want to be easy to deal with. That's a mantra that sits in our business across all facets of it, that, you know, be easy for your customer to buy and so they can get on and do what they have to do and not be worried about their supply source. So uh, one of the attractions of Caliso was that they had a very nice solution as an integrated CLT, GLT plant, um, fitted in nicely. Um, They've got some really smart technology sitting behind it uh, they're a fastidious company with a, a, an attention to detail. They've got a good track record. And globally, we did a search a, a, across a number. And there's a lot of very fine manufacturers in the industry. So, you know, and they're one of many. But for us, it was the right solution. It was the right integrated solution, though, the right cultural fit, provided the right product offer. And uh, and we found very quickly we, we talked the same kind of language in, in terms of what we were trying to achieve. And, so um, we've gone with a Caliso solution. Uh, we've gone for Hundinger in terms of our uh, PBA uh, processing. Uh, you know, it'll be that'll be the largest uh, unit that they've ever installed in the in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, so we've gone for something with a lot of capacity and a lot of grunt behind it because you know, we understand this market is continues to mature and develop, and um, they've certainly got a great reputation and. Some of them had a big experience with with them in other industries, and and of course then we've gone with HSB Cab, which we've announced as a technology partner, and we think the suite of those three, well tested, well tried, and true, um, you know, well performing companies will provide us the suite of making sure we're going to be a reliable, sustainable manufacturer to our suppliers and to uh, for our suppliers and to our customers. And of course, Ian, you probably don't know the technical side of this, but HSB CAD has an on Revit module, which for anybody that's listening will know I reported on many, many moons ago. But the point being is that 3D drawings can come straight into HSB CAD and there's a seamless integration between the CAD and the CAM function of um, the Hundegger through Cambium. And so this provides probably the most true digital fabrication portfolio or pathway and then that will hook into your enterprise resource reporting management system and it'll hook into Caliso's um, management system as well for the equipment so it seems like the ecosystem is brilliant around your 
um, plant here. What's the status of the plant at the moment? Have you got the slab down? Is the roof up? Is the equipment on the way? Could you give us an insight? Yes. Well, (laughs) Well, you might say it's a very challenging international environment to do any capital works at the moment, but uh, we we do have quite a substantial amount of the Calisso equipment already in Australia in storage for us. Uh, so it's progressively being sent as being manufactured and they're producing on time um, and, you know, we're getting it well within our time frames for building, which is which is great. Uh, we've, uh, as you uh, noted, we I had a very bright, shiny shovel that I've uh, never been used before that um, dug a little hole in the ground um, and that's the beginning of, you know, clearing our site, which is now fully piled um, and uh, and we're about to pour our slab so it's all boxed up ready to go um, and that's quite an undertaking because it's a, it's about a 15,000 square metre building but there's a whole lot of surrounding area that had to be cleared and, and a lot of site works um, and uh, you know that's all being done and, and all looks fantastic um, so that'll get poured in the next few weeks and then we'll start to come out of the ground. We've, we're getting steel fabricated at the moment. All the contracts have been let uh, and, uh, you know, we're well advanced and we're well on time uh, period. So, um, uh, you know, we're pretty pleased with that. It's not without some challenge, but um, we've, we're very experienced in deploying capital. And we've done a lot of that in our business over the last several years and uh, got a very talented team and, and uh, you know, they're doing a great job. And what's the ETA for everything coming together so that people that might be in the market listening to this going, I know that there are some competitors, I really want the Timberlink next timber quote. When would they be able to get (laughs) something from you? Yeah, no, thanks, Paul. Well, firstly, we are out in the market already. So we're talking to customers and and of all dimension, the influencers, the designers and so on, right through the whole chain because, you know, we understand... The nature of this market is uh, it takes time and it's project driven and there's lots of people to talk to and influence. Uh, so we have a team already and you know, we have Simon Angove heading up our uh, sales management team and Simon's very experienced in engineering wood products, been around the industry a long time and is well known to a lot of people. And then we've got Luca Brand joined us several months ago uh, as our frontline uh, technical account manager. Um, he's already out there talking to people and, and then we'll continue to add to the team. So, um, you know, we've got a capacity right now to talk to people and start to, to um, talk through our product, its own unique advantages and how we're going about things and what our service offer is. And we'll, we'll be actually physically delivering to uh, customers at the latter part of uh, 2023. So, um, you know, not that far away, uh, you know, it'll soon come around and, uh, and of course, with the lead time and projects and those discussions, you know, if we're not out there talking to people now, you know, we'll have a factory uh, sitting there wondering what it should be doing. So, um, um, you know, we'll, we'll be a, a serious provider of products, uh, you know, towards the latter part of next year. I think one of the happy coincidences that happens when you develop a plant like you're doing and we have previously done um, is the matching to the market and the expectations for delivery 
when we established uh, the Ixram plant, we had two major jobs which were ready to go at the time, but the system hadn't been tested or, or proven. Have you got a strategy for how you're going to approach the market once you've got beyond the proving stage? For example, are you starting small, then going large, or are you going just fully in for the biggest buildings you can find? <laughs> uh, well, we, we're trying to take a, a, an approach that is not going to disappoint our customers. That's the first thing. So the approach is customer-focused, not internal-focused. Um, we don't want to over-promise and underperform. Equally, we don't want to do the opposite where, you know, we've got capacity and capability and we're not giving customers the opportunity and the market an opportunity to take that on board. So there's a fine balance between the both. Um, one of the benefits of an integrated plant, of course, is that we have a separate glue lamb market. So, you know, we're a very big supplier into the um, the building industry now, and and you know there are shortages of materials um, and will be for some time. And uh, so our glue lamb business, I think, will be well accepted, and and um, people will appreciate having another onshore supplier and dealing with those sovereign risk issues that you know are now progressively much better understood than they ever have been in this country. So you know we're not looking for a you know one solution to drive the plant. We're, we're looking for probably smaller, more manageable, mid-sized style of projects uh, where we carefully plan and, and we work with our customer base to ensure that we'll be reliable. And if there's capacity, and uh, then we've got our glue lamp business and that can either be to further meet market demand or in some cases producing stock lines to enable us to support the market at some point in time. So that, that model really gives us flexibility. It, it gives us an ability to start performing relatively quickly, but not over-promising and then disappointing our market, which we won't do. One of the big questions that we have in Australia, which often comes up, uh, it's also the truth for New Zealand, given the fibrous nature of the species, which is generally Pinus radiata, and I believe that's what you're also using, is will you have treatment options for your panels? Yeah, yeah, and, and certainly we, we've done tests in both um, <clears throat> panel construction, both in untreated and treated. Um, we've we've had panels made on a couple of occasions uh, for us and tested in, in every different form possible, and you know we're just completing fire-based testing now. Um, and there's no question that the Tarpena fibre, uh, the Mount Gambier region, has great properties. You know, it's it's stiffness, it's performance, it's reliability. It really is perfect for making uh, the product. Um, and then, of course, we've adopted a, um, a, a gluing system with a Bellamine-based glue, which is helpful in, in some of the applications, uh, particularly in some of the fire rating performance. Um, so we know our fibre is going to be good. We know we've picked good manufacturing processes. Uh, we know our glue line systems are going to be um, you know, very compatible to what the market needs. Um, and then we'll have a range of products and offerings that, uh, you know, from fixings to, uh, you know, support products that really make us a complete service offer into our customers. And, you know, we can be as much as anyone can be, a, you know, a one-stop shop to, to help and support them through their requirements. And beyond setting up and launching in 2023, late 2023, um, Australia is the main focus. Are you looking to go to New Zealand? 
Well, we have a business in New Zealand already. Uh, we, we, um, uh, we are the major importer of timber-based products into the New Zealand market, and that came from a base where we were a manufacturer there, but uh, we we moved away from that model as it wasn't sustainable in a mid-size manufacturing plant. So New Zealand clearly is a is is a market that we know and we understand, and, and at some point in time, I, I would believe that's an opportunity for us as that market grows too. But our, our main focus will be Australia. You know, we really have to service that, bet, bet it in, help that market to grow and support it. And, and we think having a number, a number, an, a number, sorry, having another player within the Australian market will grow the market. More people talking about the category, more service capability, more support. Uh, that's got to be a good thing, I think, for the category. Um, and, uh, you know, Hein have done a lot of heavy lifting through their excellent business. You know, we think that two, two great Australian players in the market is a good thing for industry. It'll grow the category. Both capable companies, both well-run and uh, got good, solid performance capability sitting behind them. And, you know, and we think over time, you know, the need for importing any kind of product in a, in a timber product should be a secondary concern because the Australian producers and manufacturers do such a fine job servicing the market that that's the first point of call uh, and the value proposition to the market is so strong that that's where it should be. So I suppose we'll focus mainly on Australia, help to grow the market, and then we'll look further afield when the time's right, but not, not in, not certainly not in the early stages. Yeah, brilliant. And if someone wants to get in contact with your company, um, so I know Simon's out there. Uh, Luca will have been in Design Build in Melbourne next week. He has, yes. Um, people can, could have caught him then. Um, what, how do we get in contact with you? Is it via the website or some other means? Well, actually, if, if uh, I'll give you Luca's details because he, he's he's the man, and and uh, of course Simon's there to support as well, and there are other people in the business. You know, we've got Jeremy Church, of course, uh, heading up our technical side. So we, you know, we are developing a strong bench of people who can support. But Luca's uh, mobile, and he's happy to take anybody's calls, and he's briefed. So zero four zero eight nine two four one four five. So zero four zero eight. Nine two four one four five, and he's uh, he's ready. He's briefed. He knows all about what we're doing. Um, he's experienced in this category, as you know, Paul, and and uh, he'll be a great frontline contact. And you know, you've got the power of the Timberlink business with it's uh, over five hundred people sitting behind it. It's a fully integrated part of our business model. It means it gets all the benefits of our supply chain, our technical understanding, our manufacturing expertise. It's all part of what we bring to the market as. Uh, as next timber by Timberling. Ian, thank you so much for your time and so much for your candor in the podcast episode. We wish you well at Timberlink and we look forward to chatting, checking in with you again in a year's time or two years' time once you're up and running. Um, I'm sure there'll be new products that come through if Jeremy's doing his job yeah. correctly. Um, and I'm sure Simon and Luca will certainly set the world on fire in terms of getting um, projects into your plant. So thank you so much for your time, Ian. It's really a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks, Paul. It's been great to talk about not just us, but also about this dynamic category. And, and you know, we're really excited, as you can tell, 
uh, it's the next logical step for big processing integrated companies like ourselves and and uh, you know we think we can grow the category and this is good for Australia it's good for the world it's good for the category and it's good for the environment it's uh, you know so many ticks in the boxes we're very excited to be playing a part in that beautiful thanks Ian thanks for your time thanks Paul